Hello, and welcome to Sharp, the podcast where we help you get a little better at the stuff you have to do, so you can spend more time doing the stuff you want to do. So now, on with the episode. Hello, and welcome to episode 77. Now, you might be able to tell I'm not in the studio. It's very echoey in here. Echo. Um, I shouldn't have said that out loud. My Alexa is going to go off. Uh, maybe she's having sleep. Anyway, welcome to episode 77. And um, the reason I'm in an echoey room is because I'm currently setting up my audio gear or preparing my audio gear for a, an audio scoping session tomorrow. I'm doing a train. I'm making a training video for a client of mine, and tomorrow is a preparation day where I'm going to go to all the rooms and we're going to record the video in. I'm going to take my audio gear with me and see how it sounds, find the best sound because I pay attention to that kind of quality. Anyway, you don't need to know all of that. I just wanted you to know why I wasn't in the studio. I might have misled you in this episode because I have put a picture out on social media of the the kitchen table, and whilst I am at the kitchen table. Um, it's not Lisa and I at the kitchen table chatting, I'm afraid. It's just me doing an intro. You see, this podcast has been evolving, and over the last five years, I've covered loads of stuff in the area of productivity. We've looked at managing your time and energy, goals, habits, work-life balance. We've even done an episode on why I don't like the word productivity. My day job uh, for the last few years has been about development, And for the last year, I've not been working for anyone else. I've just been working for myself, which some of you may know. And that means that I also don't just work for one organisation. I've been doing work for the National Museum of the Royal Navy, working with some of their visitor experience managers and their teams and colleagues, improving the quality of the service they give to visitors. I've worked with a company called Storeforce, looking after their, their client engagement managers and helping them develop their skills, and I've even been helping someone else launch a podcast. How dare you, Steve? Yeah, Uh, uh, Jules Verne, I'm helping them launch a podcast. I'm doing some work with Pro Insight and Mystery Shopping Company to help their quality control people, improve the service that they give shop. Honestly, I've been very busy. Where was I? What I was trying to tell you was that I work with a range of different teams and companies and, and businesses. And Both the areas, um, my day job work and what we do in this podcast are quite similar. The stuff that I do in this podcast is designed to help you individually get better at the things that you have to do. My day job is helping teams and companies get better at the stuff that they have to do. So there's a bit of a crossover there, isn't there? And I think probably for the future of the podcast, that crossover may overlap even more as time goes on. For example, in this episode, yes, this is an introduction to the episode. It's gone on a bit. I might cut some out. This episode features a conversation I had with a chap called Carl Craig West. Now, Carl, who is originally from Leicester in the UK, uh, now lives in Auckland in New Zealand. Carl's had a career in IT, website design, business development, marketing, and more recently, Carl is the founder of the Auckland Business Builders Club. And they aim to support small business people, sorry, people who have small businesses, not 
small business people. I'm going down a bit of a rabbit hole there, aren't I? Um, Carl helps people who are self-employed, business owners, sole traders. He helps those people grow their businesses. And he helps with marketing, productivity. So we've got some common, um, common interest there and all sorts of different ways of managing their small businesses. His podcast is called Smashing Self-Employment. I like that. And I was very lucky to be a guest on it. So in this episode, I'm going to share with you that episode that I guested on talking to Carl. He asked me about my experience moving from employment to self-employment. It was a nice chat and I learned loads of stuff as well. And maybe you will. If you're self-employed or thinking of becoming self-employed or running your own business, Carl's podcast has got loads of great resource. Come back at the end where I'll give you the details of where you can get hold of Carl, how he can help you and loads of other stuff too. In the meantime, let's go to New Zealand. And welcome to this latest episode of the Smashing Podcast. I really do appreciate you joining me. Now, I'm very delighted to have on the line Steve O'Neill, all the way from the, the sunny UK, well, well, increasingly sunny because it's your spring, it's our autumn, we're heading into winter here in Auckland. Uh, welcome, Steve. Hey, Carl. It's not sunny anymore. It has been, and now it's gone all dull again. So normal services resumed. Yeah, well, it was 27 degrees outside yesterday afternoon here, so right. I'm not complaining. <laughs> now, Steve, Steve and I have been kicking this uh, backwards and forwards. Steve has a great uh, podcast, which, shame on you, Steve, you've not done an episode in a few times, so, <laughs> which, which is going ch- to change, right? Because um, he's been so busy being self-employed, um, and that's a really cool thing. So... Steve, can you tell us a little bit about what, what it is that you do? Um, certainly. Um, it, so the business is called SON Development, and development really is the key. So my background, apart from a couple of ventures into painting cars and voiceover, which we can cover later, um, primarily my background is operations mainly in retail and learning and development. Um, and recently, I've had a longer stint working in learning and development um, for a uh, an organization and I love it and I love helping people get better at stuff it's why I did the podcast and so I decided to set up a business called SON Development and effectively we provide a service where I can do everything from rock up at your business and deliver your training for you I can help you create training content digital stuff audio stuff videos audio production and really help an organization maybe the kind of organization that doesn't have an HR team or an L&D team, but need some help in some, spe- some specific areas. And the niche, the specific thing is about performance. So if there's an opportunity to help improve performance in a business, and it's to do with people knowing stuff, doing stuff, or getting better at it, then I can help. Yeah, it's, it's kind of similar to what I did until 2008, where lots of training businesses went down the pan in the global mm-hmm. financial crash. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it's it's exciting stuff, and I absolutely loved it. So, can you tell? So, so when did you start? When did you actually decide to dive properly into self-employment? Well, like for many people, it's COVID's fault. Uh, so, <laughs> having been em- employed as a learning and development manager, I worked at Carpet Right, and I was responsible for all the learning and development across the whole retail organisation. And like most businesses, 
when the pandemic hit, many functions got furloughed, including myself and my team. I had a team of seven people. And in those three months of being furloughed, it kind of really got me thinking about, can I do this for myself instead of doing it for someone else? And what I wanted to do is to do more of the bits of the job I really love and less of the stuff that um, I find boring. I don't like spreadsheets. <laughs> so, um, uh, so I wanted to do more of the face-to-face -face stuff, working directly with people, with clients, helping people get better hands-on. And because the role I was doing was kind of one step removed from that, those three months of furlough really got me thinking, actually, whether there's an opportunity to to do that for myself. And it was kind of a pipe dream at that point. Went back to work, did another year, I think it was, um, after we came back from furlough. And then our fortunes changed. My other half got a really good job. <laughs> and it put us in a position where she said, well, you know, if you're, if you're ever going to do it, now is the time. Um, so I left employment at the end of May last year sorry end of April last year and then started this on the 1st of May so not even a year yet no and that's exciting and, and that is quite a that's quite a common story um what Michael Gerber in his book the e-myth calls a technician with an entrepreneurial seizure in other words I'm good at my job and I reckon I can do better at it and probably make more money if I started a small business or went self-employed. Yeah. The challenge, and, and it is the challenge, is that many career employees fully underappreciate just how much is involved in being self-employed and running even just you as a business. So how has that gone, running you as a business for the last 10-something uh, uh, months? Um, it's very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I had a couple of skirmishes with self-employment previously. So I did a 18 months. I had a chips away franchise and I was painting cars for a living. Yeah. Um, and then I did an, I did 18 months just trying to make voiceover work, work for me. So I've had some dalliances with being self-employed previously. And on both of those occasions, I couldn't make it work. I couldn't make it generate enough revenue, um, for, you know, for it to be sustainable. And, and on both occasions, I went back into employment. So this time around, I'd learned a little bit about what's involved. And, but I suppose, as you will have experienced, Carl, with, with hundreds of people, until you're really in it, you don't really get it. And That's um, so true. So true. I, I was really fortunate because I had a client, I was able to kick off straight away with a client with a decent amount of work. So I wasn't going into this, you know, starting off by trying to market and network and grow the business. Actually, I haven't done any marketing at all. <laughs> I've got business cards and I do the social stuff and I've grown my business from my own network of people. So, but having gone into it with some work, uh, I guess one of the things you don't really understand until you're in it is the number of hats you have to wear and the number of things you have to very quickly sort out. Everything from finances, accountancy, media marketing website i didn't get my website going for about six months and <gasps> and to a, i know sharp intake of breath and to a degree some of that some of that so about three months of it was i actually had work to do and clearly that was the priority i had yeah. already had a client and i was doing some work for the for sussex past developing some of their managers but eventually once that project finished i thought okay well you know i now need to have i need to have a website i need to have some presence i need to create some content for the website 
So everything from making my own videos for my YouTube channel and, and then which are just videos for the website to help share the message of what I do. So I suppose I have done some marketing and um, getting all that out onto the website. That became a huge project. I am a bit of an all or nothing kind of person and I tend to throw myself into things uh, with both size nines. So, <laughs> you know, it's like the audio stuff. I have to have the best gear i have to do the best quality i am a reformed perfectionist um episode 53 i think it was so, um, <laughs> i'm gonna have to go and look at i'm gonna have to have a listen because i am i have to like many people i try and get it as spot on as i can get it mm. but i've over recent years uh thanks to my first business coach about oh gosh it must be nearly 10 years ago now yeah. um and he just said good enough is good enough and once you get that life will be so yeah. much easier yeah yeah and i, and it, I it, do that for my clients it's true but but um particularly for clients i find it hard not to want to give the very best and and you know and 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 that can sometimes be a bit limiting if you're trying to do something so well that you never actually get started so so yeah i think i think for me the the, the biggest challenge really was the variety of stuff you've got to do and make a good fist of to have a business, to have something that, you know, you can go to a networking event or talk to someone in the street or a friend or say, this is my business, this is what I do. And having learned from the, because the voiceover stuff, I had a website, which I still have for years and years, about 10 years now that's been going. So I understood how to create a website. I understood how to do video and audio and YouTube, because that's what I like doing. And I kind of thought, well, then surely, and I know how to do learning and development, that would be enough. But I guess what I underestimated was the business of running a business. Um, and all the other stuff that goes with it, which um, is hard work. It's hard work. It, it is hard work because you have to, as you quite rightly point out, you have to develop skills, a lot of mm. skills, you know, marketing and, um, you know, finance, being your own administrator, making sure, you know, mm. your web, all your content's correct, all of your spelling on the website is, is mm. good enough. You know, it's, it is tough. And, and putting it all in place, especially, you know, if you're trying to put it in place in a hurry, it, uh, it yeah. can be, uh, as my client Angela's finding out, she's just overwhelmed with how much we're trying to do. Now, which we, she's yeah. starting literally from scratch, having been a career employee. Um, and it is a toughie. And it's what I think one of the things I've pointed out in the past, and it's, it's in my book, actually, is that people who've been career employees don't get it. Mm -hmm. They just don't, they don't understand, you know, why are you still working in the evening? It's like, well, that's all right for you, but you can hit the door running at five o'clock. <laughs> it doesn't work that way with self-employed people. Um, I'm not saying you should work long hours. Some do, some don't, but it's, uh, you know, there is a lot of, as, uh, as my friend Pete likes to say, a lot of chainsaws to juggle. Mm. And if you drop one, something goes wrong. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and um, one of the things I think that has really helped me because you know the podcast is all about productivity. So yes. so I love your I podcast. Love... It's really <laughs> yeah. and it, it's so funny. It's a lot more interesting. It's a lot funnier than mine, I find. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's got no content, but it's funny. That's what mine is. Um, but, <laughs> you know, the the idea of being productive and and the one thing that has really helped me is having having a system having a clear way of managing all the stuff that comes at me yeah. and making sure that i know where it lives and i know how to put it somewhere so i get it at the right time and i'm i'm quite um 
and perhaps a bit different to the to to certainly in my mind the stereotype of a self-employed person because I don't I rarely work evenings I rarely start work before seven half seven in the morning and I work really hard to make sure that I can keep that that activity you know as, as much as possible you know within within those time frames I mean if a client contacts me at six o'clock and I need to do something for them I'll do it but um the self-discipline bit is 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 really important and what I'm finding now because I'm in a I'm in a really lucky position at the moment because I've got I've got a lot of business on I I where are we now it's just the end of March I can't do anything for anybody until mid-May that's the earliest I could take something on because I've got so much on and having that being in that fortunate position to have that work um, and having a system to make sure I can organise it. And I know today I'm speaking to three people and tomorrow I've got to go to London and two meetings with two people and that kind of stuff. Having the self-discipline to make sure that doesn't mean that things get left until seven or eight o'clock at night and, you know, we don't have dinner together or all that kind of stuff is, is important to me. So there's a balance. Balancing them to, chainsaws. There has to be a balance and it is all about discipline. And this is a, one of the and this is and this is one thing I find is probably the biggest, in my view, and I, and I could be wrong. The biggest challenge with a lot of people who go into self-employment for the first time is that you, when you have a job, you have someone else looking over your shoulder, making sure you're productive, making sure you produce. So you have a minimum level of productivity to meet. When you're self-employed, it's you, and you don't have somebody else setting, you know, setting the pace. And a lot of people. Um, I've seen just don't get it. You know, if you don't flip in work, you don't get paid. It was really, yeah. it's not like you could go to the office working for somebody else, twiddle your thumbs for half a blinking day. And as long as you don't get spotted, you're still going to earn at the end of the month. Yeah. You know, with self-employment, you have to have a, almost like a demented level of self-discipline and to be able to, you know, to be able to you know, juggle all those chainsaws. Uh, and, that, and that's, and something that struck me uh, over over the years is that you do need to make sure you're getting everything done. You do yeah. need to put the hours. I mean, I rarely work evenings. Um, I especially don't work on Saturdays. It's a big day because mm -hmm. that's my day off. Um, okay. It has been for for some years now. But uh, it is discipline. It is, you know, if you aren't disciplined, you're going to struggle because yeah. the work procrastination will kill you kill you in your business in this when you're self-employed you're right and and having that ability to be able to then deal with things as they come up um you know if either an existing client or a new client needs something doing i don't like saying no to people but i also would like to be really upfront about what i can and can't do and i now i now know exactly where i can slot that in i know what i can do and when i can do it but i think and this is a question for you, actually, because I think there's something in your DNA about being about being able to be self-employed. And um, I probably always thought of myself as I'm probably a self-employed person that's got a job. <laughs> okay, you know, kind of that self-sufficient mentality of and, and actually genuinely within the last two or three years of my employment, I've always gone into work thinking as if I'm a consultant, so I'm, I'm a consultant being paid for a day's work today, what am I doing for my client? And I've had that mentality for, for a few years and I've actively driven that way of operating for the last, and certainly particularly for the six months before I left, because 
then it was clear to me, okay, so if you were a consultant working for this firm instead of being employed by this firm, what would be different? What would you have to do differently? But I don't know. You tell me whether do you have to – is it in people's DNA to be self-employed? Are there people that can be and people that can't be? That, that's a really good one. I, I think it's very challenging for people who have been lifelong career employees for decades to go into self-employment yeah. because there is a totally different mindset that goes with it. And right. whether we like it or not, the older you are, the more reluctant you are to embrace new things and to change particularly change the way you think. And I, I think some people are more suited to it. You know, if you right. do have a reasonable level of personal discipline, you're quite uh, specific about what you're working towards and you can get stuff done, that helps. Yeah. Um, but if you don't and you are the kind of person who, well, no, let me take a quick, quick step back with this because I think it all boils back down to what you want. And the... Um, I think it might have been Nietzsche, something along the lines of if the desire is strong enough, the how you do it doesn't matter. Right. And um, in other words, if, you've, if what you want is so strong and burning within you, then you'll mm. work out a way. And what you have to tolerate along the way will almost be immaterial. Mm. And I think if you are driven, and, and a lot of people come into self-employment with no real goals, and, and, and don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with, uh, well, uh, let me again, take a quick step back. Most self-employed people are, are there just to provide for family, put food on the table, buy a couple of holidays yeah. a year, et cetera. And that's, you know, effect, but what they've effectively done is replaced a job. So they have yeah. a job by another name. And the, the challenge with being self-employed is that, that that balance between self-employment and business. A business in, is in a proper definition is a, some, a function um, that generates a profit that you could step away from for three months and you come back and it would be, still be doing exactly the same thing without you. Yeah. With self-employment, if you step away for three months, you've suddenly got a big hole in the pocket. Yeah. And, and that's the difference. So ultimately, self-employment is buying yourself a job in a different way. And don't get me wrong, I would rather be, I, I can't bear the thought of working for somebody else. And <laughs> for a long time, that's been my driver to be self-employed because I've only in my whole life had one boss who I had any respect for, right. um, which is quite telling, uh, management in the UK. Um, <laughs> but, but so I couldn't, I, now I couldn't get my head around not being self-employed. No, no. And so... But I don't know if it's necessarily in the DNA. I think there are some people who will more readily go with it okay. and latch onto it. You know, those who are driven, those who are quite disciplined. But if you aren't driven to do something, achieve something, go somewhere, and you aren't yeah. disciplined, it's going to be it's going to be very difficult in my, in my yeah, view yeah. because you'll end up, you know, wasting a lot of time. You'll end up um, working a lot of unnecessary hours. And I've been there and done that. And, you know, by, by the time uh, my, tra my training business died a painful death when all of my clients stopped spending money on training, right. I was, I'd been working 60, 70 hours a week and it was nuts. And it was like when it came to an end, it was painful. It was emotionally, I can't even begin to explain. Mm. But it was almost a huge sigh of relief that I, that I not only do I, I can't do this anymore. 
you know, the fact that the business has died, no one's spending any money on training. Um, I, I had some big clients, big blue chip clients, and they all said, if it's non-essential, we're not allowed to spend any money. Yeah. Um, and it was, you know, I'd been at it for gosh, five years and I thought I was doing, and I was doing well, but you know, it came to a grinding halt and it was almost a sigh of relief. And when I started the web design business, I made a deal with my missus and she said, right, you're not working evenings and you're definitely taking a day off at the weekend. Um, cause we're not doing that again. And, and we did it. But like you, I'd learned a few lessons before about what to do, what not to do, how to be a lot more focused, a lot more disciplined. Um, now my business is beginning to take off. I'm getting to the point where I'm getting busy again. Uh, and I have to be very careful with my time. I don't, like I said, I don't think there's a DNA. I don't think there's a particular type of person, but you have an advantage if you're disciplined. You have an advantage if you have a clear goals. Um, and you know, even if that goal is just to provide X thousand pounds to, to, you know, to keep the family going, to pay the mortgage and they yeah. can make the car payments and uh, buy a couple of holidays a year. And that's great. And that's great. You know, if you want the Ferrari by the pool, go for it. Most people don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want a Ferrari. No, you can't get your mates in a Ferrari. It's rubbish. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm much more interested in bikes. We talk about bikes. That's much more I've got a battered old Subaru um, station wagon. You know what's brilliant because I can take it on the beach. You can drive on the beach here. And brilliant. It's a four by four. And I never thought I would drive a car on a beach. I thought, can't do that in a Ferrari. No, no, no that's true. That's true. I think, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm 53, I'm 54 this year. And I think Same. When, when you've had nice cars and you've had that kind of stuff and I, I'm a very privileged in a very privileged position to be able to say this, that my burgundy Volvo that sits outside my house gets me from A to B and it doesn't break down. And uh, it's as reliable as a tank. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what color it is. I'm, I'm, I've got over worrying about those things. So um, yeah, get, we get, but however, if you, you know, if we want to talk about um, an MV Augusta or something like that by the sea, then you get my attention. <laughs> I've no idea what I know. <laughs> but um, it's, I find, I mean, when you talk about, and I think it makes sense what you said about the DNA and, you know, that having those things are an advantage and having worked in different companies doing different roles and understanding what makes things successful and what doesn't. I think I'm lucky at my age that I haven't got into it blind with just blind faith that I think I'm great and I'm just going to make it work. Um, my eyes are open to, and it needs to generate a certain amount of income in five years time. I've got a plan. I need, I know what I need to do with, with the business, what I'm aiming to do with it. And 20 years ago, I probably wouldn't have had those things in place. I certainly would have had a structure to, you know, how to, how to manage my time and, and, you know, to manage all the stuff that's got my attention. So um, I'm probably fortunate that I've done it whilst being well old. <laughs> it's not a case of well old. It's, it's the understanding I think you, as you age, you more should, in my view, more closely understand who you are, what mm. you do, how you think, how you work, what you do and don't enjoy, what you do and don't want to do. Um, and, you know, I'm a big believer in as soon as you can, when you're self-employed, start outsourcing stuff, you know, things like bookkeeping, things like a certain aspects of your marketing, administration. Um, you know, I outsource 
I've outsourced flipping loads over the years. I managed to kill off four VAs or every four VAs in succession managed to get a job shortly after I started working with them. And I thought, is it just me? Is this a bit of a pattern here? <laughs> uh, have, have I tipped them over the edge back into employment? Um, a VA is a virtual assistant, in case you don't yeah. know. Um, so coming back to you and, you know, over this last year, what would you say was the the couple of key things that that you know a listener who is looking at going to self-employed has recently become self-employed really ought to get to grips with quickly you know and and i know we've touched on a lot of stuff already but you know where yeah. did you feel that you went wrong that actually everybody should learn from this so i think um there's a couple of things i think first of all not doing it sooner was significant because I'm kind of now thinking I really should have done this 10 years ago. And whilst I might feel like I'm in a better position to do it, uh, I think like anything, when you're outside looking in, you think, mm, could I make that work? And you might tend to put it off. Once you're in it, it's never as bad as, as you worry it might be. So I think from a practical perspective, just practical stuff like accounts and finances and, you know, uh, are you going to be a limited company or a sole trader and VAT registered and all of that business administration, um, you know, having terms and conditions and uh, uh, creating contracts and proposals, all the administrative stuff that goes. I mean, there is so much that you have to take on board and, and understand. And there are so many people out there that will sell you a solution. And, and if you don't know what good looks like, that's that's hard to to deal with. So I think having a mentor or a coach or someone that can give you advice, someone who's been there and done it and say, look, you know, don't spend all that money on that. Don't waste your time on this. Here's the basics, get those things in place. And I probably stumbled across those things and more by luck than judgment managed to get them sorted out. But finding someone who's done what you're doing, who can actually help you understand what the right order is to do things in, what's the most efficient way to get some of this stuff done at a decent cost. It's probably something that I'd like to have had in place from the start rather than just my blind faith that uh, somehow I can get through it. And and I have, and I've done that stuff, but there's a lot of, just a lot of stuff to get through. Yeah, there is. And, and it is, and it can be, you know, it can be onerous, especially if it's really new to you. Yeah. Um, because there are so many more considerations. You know, you you have to be a one, all of the functions that would have staff in a business, it's all you. And <laughs> it really is Apart all. Apart from payroll, because no one pays me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And on the plus side, you get to choose the 12 hours a day you work. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. So as my, as my designer, Claire, used to say, 12 hours, pff, slacker. <laughs> Um, no, that's pretty cool. And what would you, uh, and, and, and what would be, you know, what would be in terms of gaining some momentum? I mean, yeah, I know you, you said you kind of landed on your feet with some, with some contracts very early on. And, uh, and now you're in a position where, you know, at least for the next six, seven weeks, you, you, mm-hmm. you're booked up, but mm-hmm. what do you see is going to be, what do you think it is that's going to sustain you going forward? And obviously, you, you, your luck will only get you so far, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think there's two things. I, I am a um, I am a 
a fan of of a twisted version of the phrase not the harder i work the luckier i get but the smarter i work the luckier i get so i think i think spending time making sure that i work hard at being clear about where is a business going to come from you know where's the next client so i've got my 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 goal for the next quarter and what i need to do and i can break that down into smaller goals and i'm really clear about what steps i'm going to take to get there and i'm a i'm a huge fan of kind of getting that stuff in order because being self-employed for me is not it's not about being self-employed taking over my whole life it's a it's a means to an end it means I can do the job I really love doing um, and I can ditch the bits I don't love doing and at the same time I've got to be clear about how I'm going to grow that and where my new clients are going to come from and how I'm going to you know how, how I'm going to make sure that is sustainable I also I think um relationships are really important and making sure that you you know just building my network and building my connection with people and just building relationships with people you know not because you want to sell them some solution to a problem but they can help you with something that you may not know about or you can help each other and just kind of growing that network I think I think that's where I need to continue to work to to continue to drive that opportunity you know with stuff like networking and engaging better on social media and those sorts of things so there's still there's still lots to do i certainly haven't arrived and there's lots to do to to make sure it continues to be sustainable but but you've got to have a plan and even if even if that plan fails at least you know how far away you are from what you need to do and what you need to do to get back on track because you're right I, i can't just sit here and hope i'm going to get some business that's um going to keep the business going no, and you've and you've made a couple of really, really important points. You know, with that, you have you certainly do have to have a plan. You can't just go in and day by day just keep winging it. Mm. Um, and this is, you know, it's, it's one of it's a, a big thing I have with my clients. You know, so where are you going? You know, where it, it, I hate the question, but it's kind of relevant, more relevant when you're self-employed or have a business. You know, where do you want to be in five years' time? What would be the ideal? Um, and what do you think and how can we make, you know, bring it all the way back to this week? So what can we do this week that's going to Absolutely. make a contribution to that five-year plan? Absolutely. And so few people think that way. Uh, but when you're self-employed, I think it's absolutely essential. One, one of my big, I, get, I share it out a lot on social media, is the daily task. And that's what's the one thing you're doing today that's going to help you build your business? Mm-hmm. And because it all makes a contribution. But it is that coming back to that plan, you have, you know, you have earnings goals and business goals, et cetera. And that's, you know, I have those as well. Um, it was kind of scuppered a little bit last year when Auckland, yeah. not the whole of the country, but Auckland went into lockdown for several months, literally six weeks after I decided on what I was actually going to be doing in my business. Wow. Um, oh, it was, yeah, a little underwhelming, <laughs> to say the least. So my turnover target for the year, well, my monthly turnover target went completely out of the window. Um, but, you know, you just learn to adapt. Hmm. And I think that's one of the things, yeah, and that is another key skill with being self-employed. You have to be adaptable. You have to be able to respond to what's in front of you. And the cool thing is you, you can do that. You know, you're, you know, if you're your business, you can change things almost at a heartbeat. If you see an yeah, opportunity, yeah. you can jump on it. If you see something you don't like, you can, you know, work your way around it or just not do it so um it, it's it's massive flexibility the difficulty with that is that that massive flexibility comes with a responsibility to, to produce 
And that always boils back down to how productive are you? You know, are you just busy or are you actually productive? And with self-employment, it's easy to be busy. (laughs) So easy. Well, I'm, I mean, your thing about, you know, what one big thing I'm, I'm, I use Michael Hyatt's big three principle. So okay. um, what's my, so I've got my five year and two year goals. Yep. And then, so this quarter, what are the, what are the things I'm going to do this quarter that's going to get me closer to those two year goals this week? What are the three things I'm going to do this week? That's going to get me closer to the quarterly goals. And then today, what are the three things if I did nothing else that are helping me nudge the needle on those weekly big three and i found that to be i've only been really using that in a, in a disciplined way probably about for the past six months i've always had um, i'm a big fan of gtd this i mean listeners can't hear can't see but this is my productivity shelf i've got a a, a shelf just of productivity books a library um, behind you I, I have a bit every business owner and self-employed person should have a library absolutely yeah, actually yeah. read um, the bloody things <laughs> yeah absolutely i do and and you know again in terms of you know and i kind of got interested in this when i was making when I started making the podcast, I started doing that because I was working in I was working in the healthcare industry, and I had nothing that was in my life that was creative, and I wanted to create something. And I thought, well, I love helping people get better at stuff, so maybe a podcast on how self-employed entrepreneurial people can get better at what they do, and I could point them at the resource without them having to, you know, have a team or whatever. And I've learned over the years that having that plan, and also for me, slightly off topic, having a plan for my family and my home and my, you know, my spiritual well-being and, you know, my self-development and all of those things. I've got a plan for those as well, because I think sometimes if you don't plan the other stuff as well, if you don't plan the time with the family, if you don't plan the downtime, you don't plan the other things that make up your whole life, it's really easy for the business just to take over because it's urgent and it's there so and it's in your face. True. So true. Um, so having those other things to help, the context um and you know if if on a friday night at seven o'clock so i do i do my weekly review on a saturday usually saturday morning about nine o'clock grab a coffee do my weekly review and i look back at everything i've done in the in the last week what i'm doing in the next week but all of my list the whole lot and if i had to do something else this last weekend i had to do something other than do that weekly review on the saturday i have to reschedule it and i have to know where the space is for it to do it because i can't just not doing it. So I think having a system and you haven't got to do what I do, but having some sort of set of goals for the family stuff, the, uh, the financial stuff, the, you know, the life, other stuff, planning those things as well, I think is, is important. No, it's interesting that you mentioned Hyatt because I mean, I'm a, as a result of COVID, I'm telling everybody to plan quarterly, you know, my, my 2020, um, business plan was dead in the water by the end of March. Right. And so because of COVID. Mm. So I'm now in the position where I'm planning quarterly Mm. because, you know, we could something, (laughs) something could (laughs) and just, just crop up, you know, the country could go back into lockdown we 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 could have restricted movements, you know, and and it's tough, but yeah, the three, the, the, the principle of threes is actually a really good one. Um, I, I couldn't quite get my head around it, but I always have, you know, specific things I want to achieve. I've always got a big, like most people, I've always got a big to-do list. Um, that's never going to go away, I don't think. But it's that, you know, getting done, making it a getting done, a, get, a got it done list. Um, but, I, but I do believe in the, you know, what's the one thing you can do today that's going to help your business? 
Yeah. Um, and it, it doesn't matter how small, it, it all makes a contribution over time. Um, okay, right. Well, we're going to could ramble on for absolutely ages. But what I want to do is to tell people where, where they can find your podcast. Um, okay, so the podcast is called Sharp Podcast, one word, two Ps, Sharp Podcast. Uh, and it's at sharppodcast.com, or you can go on to uh, any podcast app, Apple or Android, and search for Sharp, Sharp Podcast. One word, two piece. Um, <laughs> and over the last most recent episodes, I've kind of, I'm trying to work out, I don't really know the answer to this yet, how I'm going to merge the podcast, which is kind of about personal productivity with the business, which is about helping organizations grow their performance and their development. So uh, SON development uh, from a business perspective, you know, I work with clients who, like I said, they don't necessarily have an L&D team or an, or an HR team to help them with this stuff. And I've got a lot of experience in the areas of management development, management skills, leadership skills, personal effectiveness, personal productivity, sales, coaching, all that kind of stuff. So I can bring solutions to businesses, bespoke and help those businesses. Whereas the podcast is kind of about personal effectiveness and personal productivity. And I still haven't quite worked out how I can manage to merge the two together. But what I've realized is that the business has been the priority in, you know, I say in jest, but I haven't put a podcast episode out for three or four months because there's been so much to do with the business. And sometimes you have to accept that you can't do everything. And it breaks my heart to not put episodes of the podcast out, but the business has to come first. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and that makes sense. I mean, there are, although I'm a big believer in doing marketing every day. Yesterday yeah. I was out for a last chunk of the day. I didn't get my weekly email sent out. That's going to go out this morning. Um, and it's just, you know, you, again, it's that ability to be flexible. Yeah. And there are, you, you just have to sometimes draw the limit and say, oh, I can't, I do not have enough hours to do this. It's because other things have to take priority. Uh, yeah. and, th and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it, I love your podcast. It always makes me smile. I always learn a couple <laughs> of useful things out of every single episode I've listened to. So, wow. you know, come on, sort it out, man. <laughs> and well, that, that's going to, that's, got to be the next stage because i've got the the voiceover side of things so um steve o'neill voice website is also going and the twitter account is still going i shut the linkedin account down but that you know that actually adds a strand to the learning and development business because whether it's voiceovers for e-learning um whether it's helping people with audio production I'm, I'm meeting a client in london tomorrow to help launch their podcast see how selfless i am i'm not even getting my own done but i'm going to a client to help launch this <laughs> but they are paying me, so it's the right. It's not thing quite. To do. It's not quite selfless, then. <laughs> exactly. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's no. It's a no-brainer. Um, so, so I think kind of merging those things together and having the things like the voiceover and the audio production and that kind of stuff as as strings to the bow of of, of how I can help people support their learning needs. So learning brings it all together. But um, yeah, so I've got three websites, two, one podcast, three, four. Um, social media accounts and I do try to keep them all active and I see you doing stuff on LinkedIn and so on and you know and I love LinkedIn I love LinkedIn as a way of you know kind of gently showcasing what you do but at the same time helping other people and you do a great job and I really like the, your mixture of whether it's just um, a, a single phrase with with you know a, one simple clear message or whether it's a video with a more sophisticated message I watched one of your videos recently and you you made me well jealous because you did the whole thing, one take from start to finish, no edits. It was about 20 minutes long. I was very impressed. You had a check short sleeve shirt on. 
Oh, uh, we've almost you always look... got to check short sleeve shirts. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, well, it's. I'll let you into a bit of a secret. I put post-it notes underneath my. I do it all record it on my phone. I put a post-it note on the tripod underneath the phone, and I just literally talk through uh... three or four points that I've written down. And the thing is. Um, as you'll know, when you get into the routine of creating this kind of content, you know, as long as you clear in your mind of what you want to say, where you want to go with it, yeah. you can just talk. And it, it is, I mean, bearing in mind, I've done over the last seven or eight years, I've probably done 400 videos all, all in yeah. uh, with the website design company, with what I'm doing now and, for, and with other mm. stuff as well. So, and I've worked in radio. So it's not as low. I've not had any practice with, with talking. Um, but I just get into a flow. And the hardest part is actually bringing it to a close. Right. Bizarrely enough, is that the it's the getting started, you know, getting underway, and then yeah. and then just bringing it all in and drawing final conclusion, wrapping it up. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, my mission is always to help people. You know, I've got I have a lot of experience. I started my first business at nineteen. Um, I've learned a lot. I love to share. I love to teach. And it's one of the reasons I love what I'm doing is because I'm helping people learn how to do their marketing better. I love having my training business because I was helping people learn how to do stuff better. Um, I am a natural teacher and mm. I worked I worked teaching in schools for a couple of years as well. And that was uh, okay. an eye opener for sure. Uh, <laughs> teaching maths in middle schools in the UK in Leicestershire. So but no, it's you know, creating content to me is brilliant, and that's if I could just get paid to do that, I'd be bloody happy because uh, I really do it. Well, one of the interesting things I've learned because um, I also make training videos, so um, whether it's bespoke ones for my clients to support the work I've done with them, so um, follow-up videos to help embed the learning or test the learning and that kind of stuff, and part of the plan, which hasn't really taken off yet, is to actually you know make training video content for things like Udemy and Skillshare, you know, so that was one yeah. element of the business that, um, you know, if there isn't external business coming in that I've got as a backup and having learned how to use Premiere Pro is like a learning curve like that. I'm pointing my hand up. I do have, you might not be able to say, oh, there it is. That's my teleprompter. So I do have a teleprompter. You've got a teleprompter. And, oh. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I do like to do that kind of stuff. Um, as best I can and, and editing it and so on. Because again, it comes back to if you're making something for a client that they're paying money for, I, I, I need it to be right. And what I quite enjoy is sometimes I might just make a video that I'll send to the, the people I'm working with now and stick it on WhatsApp. And that's relaxed and that's just me chatting and talking and so on. And then sometimes it's a more formal, you know, with edited with imagery and stock footage and titles and graphics and all that kind of stuff. And I enjoy doing that as well. So having learned the difference between those those two things. So I started off by saying I don't do any marketing, but I, maybe I do. Yeah, you do a surprising amount of marketing. You, <laughs> you don't consider it marketing. Yes. Uh, but yeah. Looking at it from the outside inwards, um, you know, you do, and whether you like it or not, you know, engaging with customers, putting stuff out onto social media, you know, even sharing episodes of your podcast on your Twitter account is still, mm. still marketing. It's mm. still engaging with people, and ultimately people buy from people, especially when you, when you sell services. Absolutely. And it's uh, and what I find fascinating, and uh, we are going to wrap, have to wrap this up because we've been at it nearly an hour. Um, is there is now a move back towards, and has been for the last couple of years, relationship selling, right? 
Um, there was a massive move towards online. Everything was going digital or marketing was going mm -hmm. digital or selling was going digital. But now it's coming back to people because I think we've, especially with, with, with COVID, we hopefully have begun to more fully appreciate that you know, relationships are the key um, yes. rather than just digitizing, automating everything. You can't automate people. You can't automate relationships. Uh, and the more you can develop relationships, in my view, coming back to things like Dale Carnegie uh, and what he was writing about nearly 100 years ago, um, you'll never get away from relationships. Uh <laughs> I'm pointing to it on the shelf. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. It's, uh, you know, the How to Win Friends and Influence People is, yeah. I view, the best, bar none, personal development book ever written. I can't open the book because the pages fall out. It's so old. I've got a really old copy of it. Yeah, and I, my, my, I lent my copy out. I never got it back. No. Yeah, I, well, I've, I've always been a fan. I've got a library. And I, when I had the business, the web design business, I had a library. My clients who come in and borrow books, and it's wrote right. down on, on a little post-it note what book they'd got and when they took okay. it. Yeah. And I kept an eye on it. And if they'd had it for too long, I'd drop them a line. But some of them didn't come back in the move over to here. So I've got a... a um, yeah, there's a few that didn't come back, <laughs> actually. So I'm going to have to replace I'm gonna, them. I'm going to make you go grumpy now. Now I've made you think about the books that you're missing. No, but you're absolutely right. I mean, that, that whole thing about people, the majority of the clients I work with either work in retail or in the heritage sector at the moment. They're the ones I'm currently working with. And it is absolutely about people. And, you know, when you look at learning content that's out there, there is digital content and there's loads of it. And some of it is excellent. Um, I personally love being in a room with people and engaging with people. I personally enjoy that. But there's a place for both. And I think the risk in all of these things is going too far one way or the other. Um, and that relationship thing, you know, it's much easier to form a relationship when I'm in a room with a group of people than, you know, Zoom is great and it, it, it has a place. Um, but there's nothing like being there like yesterday when I'm in the docks, working with the managers, helping them with their management skills live with visitors that's the best bit. And I think it's the bit they get the most out of. I hope so. And, and you can have, you know, you, you do develop better rapport face to face and you, yeah. you and it's a much better way of learning. Anyway, mate, we're going to have to wrap this up. So what, before we no go, worries. tell people where they can find you. Um, okay. So for learning and development stuff, it's sondevelopment.com. Um, and I've also got a YouTube channel, SON Development. If it's, um, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm on there as Steve O'Neill. And then there's the podcast, Sharp Podcast, one word, two Ps.com. I'm on Twitter, Sharp Podcast. I'm on Twitter, Steve O'Neill Voice. I've got a website, Steve O'Neill Voice. That'd do, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you can phone yeah. me up. My number's 0898 449 773. Right. <laughs> it's not. I'm not getting my number over there. <laughs> it's on LinkedIn. You have to find it there. Yeah, find, find him on LinkedIn. He's all over it. <laughs> but making us all jealous with the wonderful locations he's been working in lately. <laughs> oh, very lucky. Very lucky. Not Mind tomorrow. I've got to go to London. Uh, although luckily, I'm seeing some that, wonderful people. I, I ran an event. I'm running a monthly event at the Royal New Zealand Yacht Squad overlooking, wow. overlooking the bay. Um, oh, beautiful. Beautiful location. They're, and they're lovely. And, you know, walk up the stairs. There's the America's Cup right in front of you. Really? Uh, the right. america's cup Fantastic! Um, it, it's just brilliant so yeah we, we all we all get our uh time in the sun right <laughs> definitely, definitely 
which is why being self-employed is fantastic because it brings us those opportunities doesn't it so uh, yeah and, and i you know my idea of going to an office day in day out same place same people for years on end is just hell it's just my idea of hell i couldn't imagine it and i will resist vehemently <laughs> any attempt to make me make me do that i'm not going to comment because some of those people from some of those offices that i work with might be listening so i'll just not <laughs> Oh, well, I've been self-employed for so long, you know, worked with it, so it's no longer matters to me. But uh, thank you, Steve. I really, really appreciate uh, your input and, you know, sharing, you know, some of the things you've learned. And, um, you know, I really do appreciate your time and taking out your valuable evening. Silly o'clock in the morning for me. And... <laughs> no but... problem, Carl. It's been fantastic. Thank you ever so much. I really appreciate it. It's been a generally genuinely enjoyable conversation i've loved it brilliant thank you thank you very much steve fantastic well that was nice wasn't it It, carl is a great bloke and if you do run a small business or you've just made the move to self-employment or you're thinking of moving to self-employment he's got loads of great resource on his linkedin account you can find him he's carl craig west carl is spelt with a k and craig west is hyphenated he has a website which is called smashingselfemployment.com He's got a YouTube channel. On Twitter, he is Smash Self Employ. Or you can go around his house. Uh, you can't go around his house, obviously. We could go around his house if you know him. Anyway, that's the end of this episode. Um, what's next? I think our next episode might be about coaching. I don't really know yet. The best way to find out is to subscribe and keep an ear out. How do you keep? Can you actually keep an ear out? What does that mean? I'm struggling to keep an ear out in here. It's very echoey. I promise you the next intro I will do from the booth. I might not. Anyway, don't forget, keep working at the stuff you have to do so you can spend more time doing the things you want to do. See you later. Take care. Bye-bye. We hope that you enjoyed what you've just listened to. Have a look at the show notes for the episode. They're at sharppodcast.com, one word, two Ps. And there you'll see the links, resources that we used and There's reminders there to help you get better at what we talked about. So now this is where you can help us. You can share our episodes on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. We are at Sharp Podcast, one word, two Ps. And another free way you can support is to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher app. Thanks for your help. It's really appreciated. Bye-bye.